Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services in Eastland, Texas. Tune in every week as we share important information to help you and your family live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, legacy and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. Welcome to Life Planning 101. My name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services and Smart Money Group right here out of the great big town of Eastland, Texas. But don't let it fool you. We do have a McDonald's. Had it since I was a little girl. Let me tell you, that was a treat of the week if you got to go to McDonald's. And I often did because my mom worked at the sale barns on Tuesdays. So uh, her late shift afforded her no time to make us dinner, which afforded me the great pleasure of a Happy Meal. Well, I thought it'd be great to, uh, you know, dive in with another McDonald's story. And it's about an older couple that went out to dinner one evening and they walked in. And of course, the place is full of young families and kids and couples eating there. And uh, these young admirers were thinking, look, there's a couple that's been together for some 60 years or more. Well, the couple walked up to the cash register, they placed their order, and then they took their meal back to their table on their tray. And on that tray, there was one hamburger and one order of French fries and one drink. The little man unwrapped his little plain hamburger and he carefully cut it in half and He placed one half in front of his wife and then he carefully counted out the french fries and divided them into two little piles, neatly piled up, one for each of them. And he took a sip of his drink and his wife took a drink of hers and then they set the cup down between them. And as the man started to eat a few bites, you know, you could tell that people watching were just kind of getting restless. And there was one gentleman decided he's going to go over and he offered to buy them another meal for the old couple to be able to have two meals to eat. And the old man replied, oh no, we're just fine. We're used to sharing everything. And of course, this went on for a little bit more and they noticed that the lady hadn't eaten a bite. Uh, she sat there, she watched and you know, occasionally she'd take a drink, but um, not a bite. So the man came over once again and he said, really, would would like to buy you another burger would you let us do that and a man said again no we really are we're just fine we share everything so he uh went back to his table and they watched a little longer and she still wasn't eating anything so as old man finished eating the young man he finally couldn't stand it any longer so he came over to the table and uh after being refused again he finally said i just gotta ask man why are you not eating you said that you shared everything. What What are you waiting for? Her answer, the teeth. <laughs> I thought that was good, right? Because here we are living in a world of inflation and things are getting tighter and tighter. Uh, hopefully it's not going to come down to that where not only are we sharing a you know, a drink, a burger, and a a set of fries at McDonald's, which actually you probably could do with the amounts that they give you these days, but you're actually sharing your dentures in the process. So nothing in this world is certain except death and taxes, says Benjamin Franklin. And while that might be true, changes to our tax system are not certain and ever-changing, and hopefully they don't put us in a place that we're having to share those dentures. So here we are again, okay, a new day with new rules. I had to start out with a little humor today because we are going to be talking about five tax matters that you need to know about that you probably don't have any awareness of. You might, but you probably don't. 
it is ever changing. You know, I was talking, I was interviewing, I had, I was asked to do um, an interview with Finseca yesterday for the entire organization and its members. And one of the questions they asked about was, why do you spend so much time and so much money in education, you know, after being in the industry, as long as you've been in the industry, and then of course, as long as your firm has been in the industry, 1989, I said, well, it's ever changing. We owe it to the families that we work with to keep ourselves abreast of, of what's going on and the opportunities as well as the pitfalls that they have for them. And so, you know, here we are again. It is, uh, <laughs> it's been a while, I, I guess, really, since we've actually had to go down the road of specific uh, uh, Life Planning 101 show on taxes. But we are talking about taxes and we're talking about changes that uh, could definitely affect you. And we've got five of them on the show today that you're not going to want to miss. I would encourage you, go on our website, make sure you're signed up for our weekly newsletter, www.kennedy-financial.com www.kennedy-financial.com. Even if you listen to our podcast, sign up for our newsletter so that you can get the written copy of the article that supports the show today. Um, it actually details these out. And in addition to that, um, if you ask us about specific tools that we're going to talk about today to help you with some of these, we'll be able to send those to you. So very powerful. Uh, plan to put those as a link to our newsletter as well. So you don't want to miss it. Five tax matters you need to you need to know about. It should not just be a podcast. You need to be going and, and looking at the literature as well. And, and man, some of this you may want to be given to your accountant, your bookkeeper, or yourself and putting in your calendar because it is really important. So you're not going to want to miss that. I'll give you a second. When we come back right here on Life Planning 101, we're going to dive right into these five tax matters that you need to know about. Welcome back to Life Planning 101. My name is Angela Robinson with Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services here in the great town of Eastland, Texas. And we are talking taxes yet once again. As I mentioned before the break, it's actually been a while, I think, since we've had a show dedicated on taxes, but there's a lot of changes going on. You know, they said nothing in, is certain except death and taxes, according to Benjamin Franklin, but it is an ever-changing system, so that is not certain in itself. Um, so it is warranted that that we look, we do a few of these a year, and, and actually go through some of the things that we're seeing that are going to impact the families that we work with. Some of these are on the personal side. Some of these are for retirees. Some of these are for business owners. So it's really important that you know. And if you're none of the above, you still need to listen because there's some of these that might involve you too. <laughs> so it's all over the board. But I'm going to start these off, and there is no particular order. Okay. Number one, do you have an entity with less than 20 employees? And when I say entity, I mean, do you have any kind of LLC? If you have a real estate business or you have rentals and you have LLCs set up for those, that would apply. If you have just an LLC set up to hold investment accounts, that would apply. If you have an LLC that's actually operating as a business and it has less than 20 employees, that would apply here. Okay, so this is a lot of different people in a lot of different situations that could be impacted by this. Um, it's not just an LLC either. I said entity. So you have LLC, you have S corporation, you have partnership, you have C corp, you have all these other things, right? Well, there's going to be a new rule that's going to be put in place. It's, it's actually already the legislation got put in place in the past, and it's it's due to uh, the, the Corporate Transparency Act. 
And, and like I said before the break, make sure you go and sign up for our newsletter. We've got a link to a great read on what that Corporate Transparency Act actually is and why you're going to have to do what I'm about to tell you you're going to have to do that you're going to roll your eyes and go, really? But the reality is this, is, you know, there's all these shells that are funneling money and money, money laundering out there. And, you know, the government's just trying to get a better handle on the transparency that happens within these entities. And so starting in January 2024, we're almost there, guys. It's not far away. You're going to need to start reporting every entity that you have to FinCEN. Yes, FinCEN, F-I-N-C-E-N. Again, highly recommend you sign up for our newsletter because it's going to give you the specific instructions on what you need to do here. But if you don't do this, okay, there is literally a $500 per day penalty. $500 per day. That's pretty steep, right? We're all going to be eating at McDonald's and sharing teeth. If you missed that part of the show, you definitely need to go back and hear it. Um, but don't worry. Don't worry, right? <laughs> Here's the government for you. They don't even have the website up and running, so you can report it yet. You're going to have to remember to do this in 2024. Of course, you're, if you're listening to Live Planning 101, I am sure that we are going to remind you a time or two. And the good news is, is if the entity's already in place, you actually have till January 1st, 2025 to so-called get her done. So that's really good for you. But if you create an entity in 2024, I think you've got like only 30 days or something to that nature to actually file it before that penalty starts accruing. So this is really important, I think, for two reasons. Number one, if you have an entity that you're pondering creating, you might want to get it done now so that you don't have to be under that crunch line when you do create that entity next year. And then... um, Secondly, is to put this on your calendar so that you make sure and you do get it done for any, any entities that you have with less than 20 employees, even if there are no employees, like we mentioned, even if it's just kind of a pastor entity, whether it's for investments or asset protection, real estate, whatever it is, really, really, really important. We have a lot of families that this applies to. So um, like I said, we're going to try to hit home on it, but but you're not going to want to miss this. So there's number one. We started off with a bang. Number two. Did you inherit an IRA in 2020, 2021, or 2022? Basically, 2020 through 2022. If you did, you were not required to take a required minimum distribution again for 2023, at least according to the latest update from the IRS. We get notices like every few months, it seems like that they're changing their minds on this or, or not giving clear direction. However, and I'm going to say a big however, this doesn't mean that you shouldn't still take it or that you shouldn't even take more. Um, So when we've been running this out for situations that we're dealing with on a case-by-case basis, we have yet to have someone not take at least the required distribution amount for this year. Most of the times it's a lot more than that. Because if you remember, if it's a traditional IRA that you inherited, there was a tax deduction that was received when that money went into that IRA or qualified plan, however it got in there. And now as you take it out, you've got to pay taxes. And furthermore, if you had inherited it in post uh, secure act, right, which was 2019, then you have to take it out within a 10 year period of time. So by the end of 10 years, it has to be fully liquidated. So if you forget it for 10 years, you got to dissolve it one year, pay all the taxes in one year. 
We are in a progressive tax system, folks. That means that the more money that hits that tax return, the higher your tax rate goes. Bad idea to postpone this. If you have an inherited IRA, I highly recommend that you start working right now with your life planner to figure out the best strategy to get that thing liquidated within the next 10 years. And it's going to impact every other piece of your planning because of the tax implications with it. So, so make sure you address that. And just know that waiting, okay, or not taking that RMD just to get a little gain now could create a lot more pain later, big time. So there's the first two. We've talked about the Corporate Transparency Act disclosures. We've talked about the inherited IRAs and required minimum distributions. Let's dive into number three. Are you writing off travel or mills for business? And I should say travel mills or mills for other business reasons. So oftentimes, and I, I actually I was having to work through this on a personal note with my husband just here recently, you know, you get your little credit card receipt, right? And you sign it and you put your tip on it. Well, that ain't enough. I'm telling you, it ain't enough. It's not good enough at all. And there are times that you may not even need a receipt, but, 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 but don't count on that. Okay. And that's there. There's more to that. We're not going to dive off into those details today. This would be a good time right now to invest in some quality time and education with your bookkeeper or your CPA, your accountant for education regarding this documentation because you need it. For example, a lot of people don't realize that really the max deduction that you're going to get on any mill, whether it's for travel or whether it's for meeting, you know, going out to dinner with a client or a prospect, or even if you go Dutch and you're at a chamber event, it's going to be around 50%. It's going to be 50%. That's the max deduction that you're going to get. And there's rules to get that 50%, right? But if the mill is due to travel, then it's for business. It's still for 50% and it still may have some different rules around it than you would for a prospect. So yes, have I confused you? Okay, good. That's the point. The point is, is this is not easy to just put out there as a blanket standard. Uh, we actually have some literature behind this. You know, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, if you're not signed up for our weekly life lessons newsletter, you need to be because you can request us to send this literature to you. But basically on every receipt, here's what you need to have. You need to have a receipt that shows what you purchased, okay? So when you get your little credit card receipt that has the amount and the tip, that isn't enough. It needs to itemize out what you purchased. Number two, you need to have proof of payment, like the credit card receipt, right? Well, however you paid it, okay? Number three, you need to have the names of the people you had dinner with or the location if you were traveling. And if it's traveling, again, this gets a little more detailed because you want to probably attach that to a travel report and there's a whole different reason you want to do that. So anyway, um, we're not going to go down that road, but at least have where you're traveling or the people you had dinner with. And number four, the record the reason for the business dinner. Okay. I would be willing to bet that 99.99% of business owners are not doing any of that. And therefore that would make your deductions for your mills non-deductible. That's risky, right? So this is worth your education. It's worth your bookkeeper's education to hold you accountable. You know, we've gotten in a um, habit this summer, just being able to uh, write down on that receipt, uh, scan it into our, um, scan this receipt right in so that it's, it's filed away and then, you know, have the bookkeeper be able to audit us and make sure that we're doing what we, sh we should be doing. 
And I recommend that you have something of the same sorts, but they need to know the rules. And so do you. And these rules are a little bit complex. They're getting more complex. We actually have a chart on what you can or cannot deduct with all Mills and Entertainment. And I think it's really important to have that bearings first. And then you can dive into, okay, is this a, a business mill or is this a travel situation? And what do we do for, for each one of those? So really important that you take care of your underlying record keeping in regard to this, unless you get audited or in the event you get audited and then you find out, oh, none of it's deductible, right? So five tax matters you need to know about. We've covered Corporate Transparency Act, beneficiary IRAs, and writing off travel mills or other mills for business. When we come back on Life Planning 101, we have two more that you're not going to want to miss. So stay tuned. Welcome back to Life Planning 101. My name is Angela Robinson with Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services here in Eastland, Texas. And we are doing a very important show, but obviously a show that nobody really likes to talk about. It's about taxes. And if you've missed the first two segments of the show, you really need to go back and listen because it is the five tax matters that you need to know about. That is the title. So if you've missed the first three, you need to go back in here on uh, sign up for our newsletter, www.kennedy-financial.com. You can also get the written literature on this, which I actually highly recommend for this show because there is so much to this um, in, in the way of what you need to know, what you need to date, what you need to document, yada, yada, yada. So one, two, three, we are on number four. Do you live in an area hit by a natural disaster? Unfortunately, we've seen a few of these this year, and actually at this exact moment, we're watching uh, probably uh, one that will apply take place uh, right now in, in the Florida, Georgia, and Carolina, and just prayers for all of these people as they're, they're going through that. But a little known piece of natural disasters, okay? So if, if the disaster actually gets declared by the president as a major disaster, then you can deduct up to a hundred percent, a hundred percent of unreimbursed and uninsured losses as an above the line deduction. This is really important because in other property and casualty losses, you're actually filing on your itemized deductions, which you may or may not get. I mean, we have a standard deduction today that's very high you know, it's upwards of 26,000. Is that right? I don't have a chart in front of me somewhere, somewhere in that range, right? So for you to even to get a benefit, your property and casualty losses would have to be in excess of that. And they're limited. It's not a hundred percent in every situation, you know, so it's like, say for example, you have $50,000 of casualty losses. Let's say that you could only write off 50% of those. So that took that down to 25,000. Well, you really didn't gain anything if you're not able to itemize any other deductions for the year. So this is huge because in these federally major declared areas like Hawaii, for example, you can deduct up to 100% of your losses as an above the line deduction. That's huge. That's massive. And I think here's another little nugget, okay? There are a lot of deadlines to file and pay taxes during a time like this when you have these federally declared major disasters. 
that are extended. Those deadlines are extended. Why is that important? Well, in a world where you can put your cash in a savings account, money market, CD, treasury, earning four, five plus percent, uh, the longer you keep that money in your pocket, the more that it benefits you. So I would certainly be talking to your, um, even, even if you don't have deductions to take, this part may still apply to you, right? So certainly be talking to your tax advisor if you should be doing that so that you can earn some interest and keep your money in the meantime. Very important. All right, and number five, do you have an alternative to providing health insurance to your employees if you are a small business owner? This has been like a really hard thing, I think, especially since the Affordable Care Act uh, came into place. I mean, you've seen some in some ways, I think things are somewhat easier to provide uh, some types of group plans. But what is is very difficult is to gauge the future of the healthcare industry. And we have literally seen small business owners priced out of being able to provide that health insurance to their employees. So the truth is, is that you have another option if you are on a smaller group plan. Now, there are limitations if you have over so many employees. This will not apply to you. But what is nice is that you could have what is called an individual coverage health reimbursement arrangement. And it could be a game changer for your business because it could uh, afford you the ability to not have to mess with the health insurance piece and you still get to help your employees out as to the amount you want. And the way it works is this is you declare whatever amount you want to reimburse for their insurance and medical expenses for the year. So say, or for the for the month or year, however you want to do it. So say I want to provide uh, $500 a month, which is virtually $6,000 a year to my employees in this manner. So I could set up this plan and have that, and then they could submit their receipts and receive their cash to pay their own premiums through their plan that they choose to be on. Pretty powerful. Um, You may be saying, well, that might work for some employees, might not work for other employees. There's a lot more devil in the details here. There are ways that you can possibly do it for some of your employees and not do it for other employees, but there's pretty stringent rules around all of this. Uh, The point is, is I'm creating an awareness with you to ask about it if this is something that concerns you. And we have seen this quite a bit that it does concern people. And this could be a way to be able to hedge rising costs of healthcare, put the power in your pocket as to what you can afford to do for your employees on a yearly basis so they can stay insured. And you know, one of the things I think is really important to just as an advisor, if I was advising any of your employees, if they're able to get on their own health coverage, and obviously it's cost comparable, you know, that's good because if they were to ever leave your employment, they don't have to switch healthcare. And we don't know what the regulation's gonna look like in the future. You know, used to be pre-existing conditions was a big issue and new carriers and and would those carry over and how many years would it be unaccepted? I know with the sharing companies like MediShare, uh, somebody that we use um, within our firm, that is an issue. So I think it's really important for people to have the option to um, go out in the free market and figure out what they want. And uh, that's just a benefit for both of you. So definitely worth looking at if that can that can fit the bill. As always, I'm going to tell you this. We are not your tax advisors. This is simply to be tax aware so that you can start communicating with these things with your tax advisor. And of course, 
We are here to help. That's what we do. Uh, we like to be able to get nosy and ask questions that you might or might not know about and look at your picture from a holistic situation because even though these sound really great, they may not work for you and you may not even know that they won't work for you and neither would your CPA because it involves something else completely uh, such as your asset protection. Okay, so it's really important that your team is working together to help you figure out what's best for you. Tony Robbins said this, he said, it is not knowing what to do, it's doing what you know. Well, you know we exist. You know we are a life planning firm. We look at your situation holistically, so let us help you live life on purpose. My name is Angela Robinson with Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services. God bless you and join us next week right here on Life Planning 101. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services. If you have questions, you can email them to lifeplanning at kennedy-financial.com. Don't forget to learn how our sister company can assist you with all of your tax, bookkeeping, and consulting needs. You can find out more at briscoeandassociates.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more Life Planning 101. The opinions expressed herein are those of the firm and are subject to change without notice. The opinions referenced are as of the date of publication and are subject to change due to changes in the market or economic conditions and may not necessarily come to pass. Any opinions, projections, or forward-looking statements expressed herein are solely those of the author, may differ from the views or opinions expressed by other areas of the firm, and are only for general informational purposes as of the date indicated. Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC. Kennedy Financial Services and Smart Money Group, LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by Calton & Associates Incorporated.